Hello, and welcome to the One Link Podcast. I'm Amy, and I'm here with Brad. Hello. And today we're talking about a dilemma that many people have when they're considering uh, serving overseas. Brad, can you tell us more about this problem? Well, a very common question that we're asked when we meet students is, of course, how do I know if I'm really called to go overseas? Mm -hmm. So we're going to explore this a bit in today's podcast and look at whether you can know for sure that God is calling you to go overseas. Okay, so where would you like to begin? Well, it seems like there are usually two different types of people who are asking this question. The first type is someone who's considering doing a short-term trip, maybe for a summer. And the second is someone who is trying to figure out if they should go for a longer-term assignment overseas, maybe two years or longer. So why don't we break it down this way? That sounds good. Now, I know, Amy, that you served overseas for several summers. I would be curious to know how you figured out whether or not God was calling you to do this. Well, the idea of missions work was first planted in my heart as a kid. I remember back in the day, there was uh, Salty the Singing Songbook. Do you ever hear about him? <laughs> I heard of it, yes. <laughs> he was this uh, anthropomorphic hymnal that would sing Bible songs with his little children hymnals. And one of the cassette tapes my family had was about people around the world needing to hear about Jesus. And while this idea of missions was planted in my heart as a kid, I didn't really give it serious consideration until college. Mm -hmm. I had never really said no to going overseas, but I had somehow begun to think, well, that's not for me. I could be interested in the nations, but that didn't mean that I had to go or that I could be used. Right. I told myself I was simply too busy with college, but really, I, I felt I was too shy and too inadequate to seriously consider it. Missions was for holier or braver people. Mm. Yeah, I think this is a common holdup for people. So tell me how you work through this with the Lord's help. Well, as a junior, uh, I started to get involved with a campus ministry at my university. And through that, I met other young men and women who had traveled overseas. And suddenly, thanks to their friendship, I I had names and faces to what short-term work looked like. Uh, they told me stories of the friends they had met and the things that uh, God had done in them and through them, and they were honest and vulnerable about their lives. And mm. in that, I, I saw that one doesn't have to be perfect to be called. Right. And this resurrected the idea of going overseas for me, and I started to really give it serious thought. But my insecurities still kept me from moving forward. But as part of the campus group I had joined, I, I went to a student conference one winter. Mm -hmm. And now I'm not usually one for conferences and huge events like that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> give me a small group, a one-on-one -on -one or a book any day over that. But God really used this one illustration from a talk at that event. Mm, I'm intrigued. Tell us more about this illustration. I remember Louis Giglio was speaking and he, he talked about worship and eternity he had this little prop window on stage, and when he opened it, the stadium was filled with African drumming and singing. And he closed it, and next it was the Spanish-sounding music and so on through a couple ah, of different nationalities. I see. He reminded me in this that since one day it will be every tribe, tongue, and nation worshiping before Jesus, the party can't really start until every tribe, tongue, and nation have heard about him. Mm, amen. It was an impactful illustration for me because it clearly— realize one thing. There's a problem. People in the world don't know about Jesus, and Jesus is certainly worth knowing about. That's right. And since I know Jesus, maybe I was part of the solution, because I really didn't want those people to miss out on worshiping in their language and in their way before the throne. 
So I applied and I went and it changed my life. So you went that summer, but then you went again. So were you just kind of on autopilot for deciding on the next summer? Well, not really. I I got all caught up again in whether God was calling me to go back the next year. I felt I didn't have a clear sense one way or the other. I wondered if my reasons for wanting to go were, were good enough. Mm-hmm. A wise friend, though, heard me pour out my indecision and had a pretty succinct answer that cut through all that. She said, there's still a need, and it's still on your heart for a reason. So I said yes again. It was exactly where I needed to be. So how did I know I was called? Really, it was simply this. My heart started to get tuned to what's important to God, and I saw examples of what it meant to answer the call to go. And so the next natural steps were just to go, because maybe I could be part of the solution for the need for people in unreached places to hear the gospel. Okay. So so you mean there wasn't some voice from heaven, Amy, or miraculous <laughs> sign that confirmed everything? No, not really. It was God moving in my heart in a way that fit and made sense to me and in the regular context of life with him and his people. Yeah, really, I, I think this touches on a, a bigger question of discerning God's will in, in general. And while that is a bigger topic than we can address here, we need to remember that this isn't an issue of right or wrong or even necessarily wise or unwise. So if we're sincerely seeking the Lord in this, I don't think we need to be worried about going overseas and somehow completely missing his will. Right. I think God is capable of providing clarity and guidance as we seek him. Well, let's talk about the second type of person, someone that might be thinking about whether they should go overseas for a longer period, maybe a couple years or even a lifetime. How can we know if God's calling us to do something like this? Yes, I'd be curious to hear how this might be the same or different from my experience. Well, first, when it comes to serving overseas, there are a number of views out there that kind of make it confusing, in my opinion. Yeah. I've heard people say things like, we're all called to go overseas, so you need to figure out a reason why you shouldn't go. Mm. I've heard people say, I'd really love to serve overseas, but I'm just waiting for God to call me. Other people might say, we're all missionaries, no matter where we are, so don't worry about needing to go overseas. Yeah. And like you referred to earlier, some people seem to think that only super Christians or people who are born with some strange longing to go overseas should go overseas. So it gets a little confusing with all these competing voices. Right. So which of these views should we listen to in thinking about this issue? Well, let me address the first idea that everyone is called to go overseas in the sense that all believers are called to play a role in the fulfillment of the Great Commission. This is true. And we have to remember that the central task of the church is fulfilling the Great Commission, that the gospel would go to all the nations. Right. Unfortunately, I think for many churches, it's been relocated to the category of sort of an optional or bonus program of the Mm -hmm. church. Yeah. In reality, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations and other similar verses was given to all of us to fulfill. Mm -hmm. But of course, God has given different roles to be played in fulfilling this task. I'm certainly grateful that there were people faithfully sharing the gospel on my campus when I was in college. Yeah. And for my pastor here, who was invested deeply in my life. And that faithfulness has had an impact on the nations through my life. So there's a general calling on the church to reach the, nation, reach the nations, but, you know, that's true. But uh, mm-hmm. what we're talking about here is our specific role in that process. So how does one seek out that specific role and even figure out if it includes going overseas long term? Well, I think people often want to look to whether they have a certain spiritual gift. Maybe evangelism or teaching are the you know the most common ones to determine whether they're somehow qualified to go overseas. But the reality is I've seen people with all varieties of spiritual gifts be used by the Lord to fulfill the Great Commission. 
I've also seen people with all kinds of personality types, introvert, extrovert, task-oriented, relationally oriented, you name it, have impact overseas. So I think rather than it being some specific gifting or personality type, we find this answer relationally as we walk with the Lord. So maybe can you share how you personally felt called to go overseas long-term? Well, my very unhelpful answer to to how I knew I was called to serve overseas long-term is that I ended up serving overseas long-term, <laughs> right? I, I believe that, that God has sovereignly guided my life. I, I didn't end up overseas accidentally, or that I somehow missed his will by going overseas. I, I don't think God's will is that elusive or tricky to find. Mm -mm. There certainly are times where we could willfully disobey the Lord and go off on our own path, but that isn't what we're talking about here. Uh, At a point in my life, like you, it began in college, though it's continued since then, Mm -hmm. I began to learn about God's command to take the gospel to all nations and that this would require people physically go to the places where the gospel had had not been preached. You know, there's, there's no phoning it in with the Great Commission. No learn their language and culture and, and share truth about Jesus with them. And I was I was compelled by that need. I, I still believe it's the greatest unmet need in the missions process that people would go and plant their lives down among unreached peoples. And so I, I was compelled to act on this and I went overseas. And as I prepared, I certainly examined whether it was right. the right timing and how I could do it wisely and strategically, but the desire was there and God opened the doors as I walked forward. Yeah. So you talked about being compelled by the fact that there is a great unmet need, and I certainly resonate with that. Would you say that this is a good way for our listeners to figure out what they should do by looking at what the greatest needs are out there and move towards those? Well, I certainly think it's a a valid thing to consider and even something that could help guide our thinking in this. But the truth is there's tremendous need everywhere in the world, right? I mean, that's the reality of a fallen world. I was particularly burdened by the idea that there were people out there that didn't even have access to the gospel. And I think God gave me this burden because it's on his heart as well and and used that burden to direct me to go to the unreached. So I think looking at need is valid, but as our pastor here says, need doesn't equal calling. Right. So earlier you mentioned timing. I would imagine this is an important issue for some of our listeners. They may feel like they would eventually like to serve overseas, but may not be sure exactly when would be the right time for that. Right. And and I think timing can be an important consideration. I can remember going to a campus a number of years ago and meeting with a freshman who said he was thinking about dropping out of school so he could just go right, go ahead and go right to the nations. Hmm. And, you know, now certainly God could call someone to that. But I challenged him to think about all that God wanted to teach him over the next few years as he studied and was involved in his campus ministry. Mm -hmm. This was going to be a key time of preparation for what God had for him next. So we can't short circuit that process and try to get ahead of the Lord. Right. At the same time, I've noticed a trend recently of people wanting to get all their ducks in a row before they go overseas. And, and I think that has some consequences as well. Yeah. Maybe people want to wait until they find their spouse or get a seminary degree or get more job experience, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And that may be what God has for them. However, we have to remember that there are certain opportunities that are only available in certain seasons of life or maybe are more available in certain seasons and may not be available in other seasons. And for example, when I went overseas in my early 20s, I could spend as much time as I needed learning language and being immersed in the culture, hanging out in the dorms with friends, spending the night with them. And, you know, your brain is sort of spongier in this time. Right. You can you can learn language easier. So I had a certain capacity as a young single person 
that honestly I didn't have later in life when I was older and married and had kids and new responsibilities and sure. you know later seasons of my life have been wonderful. Don't get me wrong, sure. but uh, I'm thankful that I took advantage of those opportunities that I had in earlier seasons. So while this isn't a definitive answer on timing, I do think it's important to think through all the implications involved. Yeah, absolutely. So what should someone do if they're interested in going overseas, but for some reason they can't or shouldn't go right now, and so they're in a waiting period? I would simply say, wait well. Mm-hmm. God has plenty of things he wants to teach you during this period, and he has the whole nation's things covered. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we can trust him with that. And, and so if, if the Lord has you here in America waiting, then be faithful to reach out to people here and wait and see what doors he opens later. Absolutely. So... Brad, are we basically just giving people the Sunday school answer here? Pray and trust the Lord? <laughs> I think we are. <laughs> and while I certainly don't like copying out and just giving the Sunday school answer, the Sunday school answer is often right. Oh, that is so true. So any parting words of wisdom on this subject? Well, I would say if you're wrestling with this issue and thinking mm-hmm. about going overseas, I wouldn't hesitate to pursue this desire. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Lord has plenty of things at his disposal to close the door if he has something else for you. And please know that we're praying for you and asking for the Lord to give you clarity. Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining us and until next time. Until next time.